It's six o'clock. You're here at Mutiny Radio for Happy Hour Open Mic Comedy. And we are starting on time because I got to get out of here because I'm booked on a show later. So we're going to do that. Uh, um, I don't know where everybody else is, but and they all, it's so funny. Can I have the first available spot? And then they're not even here at six. It's like, go fuck yourself. Um, hey, running open mics is a thankless job, but thank you for giving me $2. I want my $2. Venmo that to Mutiny Radio. Thanks for doing that. Uh, all right. We're going to start with the comics we got here. Apologies all around that the rest of the audience isn't here, but you are. Uh, so we'll just go in the order of arrival. Put your hands together, everybody, for Paul Robertson. Hello, Mutiny Radio. Happy to be here. Fellas, Pam. Hey. Oh, it's going to have an evening of cheer and laughter. Is that right, Judy? <laughs> First n- laugh of the night. Here we go. Been thinking a lot about uh, Anne Frank lately. Gee, I don't suppose you're at the diary of Anne Frank, have you? <laughs> I'll take that as a maybe. You read it? Pam, you've read it. That's, that's the answer I was hoping for. Some people with an of course. A few pages here and there. Anne Frank, poor Anne Frank. What a life. Her, she was in hiding for two years, and then the annex up there, and she gets killed and by the Nazis, and uh, and then she gets the treatment that any adolescent girl would want, having the whole world read her private diary. That's the part that's about. You know what the first? I just I just uh, I got a copy of this, and you know what the first passage is? She says, "Oh, I hope nobody reads this." <laughs> Nothing like a meddling father, huh? That's not you know. And they say it like this. Here's how the diary of Anne Frank, very formal, austere even, wouldn't you say? That's because it's a lot less creepy than when you say, I'm reading Anne Frank's diary. She's 13. Where'd I get it? Oh, no, her dad was giving it out in the bookstore. He was just, your dad was just giving these out. Can you imagine, Judy, can you imagine when Anne Frank was up in heaven and she finally got reunited with her father, she says, hey, you're a little late. I think we're in this whole annex thing together. You're, you made it? Ah. And he's like, yeah, well, what were you doing down there, dad? Father, she said. That's how they talked back then. Father, very formal. Said, well, I was uh, busy distributing your private diary to everybody. She's like, oh, fuck. She faints. She wakes up again. She's like, all right, well, I trust you. Uh, I'm sure it's for a good reason. Uh, and you're smart. I'm sure you at least left me anonymous. What'd you call it? He says about that. Yeah, we uh, called it uh, the Diary of a Young Girl, of course. That's what we called it. The Diary. No, well, the full title is Anne Frank, The Diary of a Young Girl. And we put your picture in the front. And more of pictures of you and our whole family in the middle. That's, that's what we did. What do you know about this diary, GD? You know anything about it? Famous book, you know, that's right. Thanks to the father. A 13 to 15 year old girl from that year in her life. And she was hiding, yeah, she was hiding in an annex. Unfortunately, this book did not stop our 
most mass evil genocidal tendencies in the world. But on the plus note, it did introduce me to the word annex. <laughs> so plus one for vocab. Plus one for vocabulary. I, uh, on a negative note, I think annexes are no longer, the jig is up. I don't think annexes are very good genocidal hiding spots anymore. I think the future Nazis, they won't call themselves future Nazis. But I think the future Nazis will be like, it'll be something like, oh, I didn't start with the fucking annex. Haven't you learned anything? Didn't you read that book? Didn't you read that teenager's book? Always start in the annex. Save us some time. And Frank, there you go. Um, oh, hey, I've been reading this series. It was a long series. It covered many books. It was about a white student who was so angry, he came back to class, he came back to school to try to kill everybody. It's called Harry Potter. Have you ever read it? <laughs> Harry Potter, folks. That's uh, All right, I'm Paul Robertson. Yay! Hey, let's go. Paul Robertson, everybody. Reading about his Jewish roots. Very, very nice. Your next comedian. Clap your hands on a watch. Slappy like motion for GD. So I am learning... Like I'm memorizing the names of all the say all the states. Uh, North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Colorado, North Carolina, South Carolina, Iowa, Idaho, California, Oregon, Washington. So I was playing this game with my friend today and I missed one state. Like not so famous, you might not know it. New York State! I missed it! Like people, it, 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 it makes sense if you like forget Tennessee or like New Mexico, but I like Maryland, Vermont. I forgot the state that is the most famous state in the world. Fuck me. I sometimes throw clean things in the trash can just to be nice. Always like, yeah, yeah, good. Good try again. Keep, keep at it. Keep coming. Keep coming to the open. <laughs> Um, I, I'll tell you something personal today because why not? And hey, hi, hey, okay. So there's someone walking by. He waved at me, so I waved back. Are you are you a comedian? Okay, human being. Okay, so I'm uh, selling a lot of house uh, items nowadays. So if you guys are interested, let me know after the show. It's a queen size bed, king size. Depression. King size depression is free. Queen size bed is uh, fifty dollars. Yeah, the best things in life are actually free. Paul, you know that. Yeah, do you know depression? Great friend, man. I was also like, I have, I have a history of mental uh, fuck ups. Like, I used to suffer from uh, split personality disorder, but now we are all friends. I think, so it's all good but none of them pay rent, it's only me. Their only job is to make me more suicidal when, when it's night. Yeah. Imposter syndrome is cool though. You know what imposter syndrome is? You, you do, what's your name, my man? Matt, what? Matt, do you know what imposter syndrome is? What is it? It's fine, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah, go on please. What is depression when you feel depressed? That's depression. 
Like, what is it? Like, what is, like, what do you feel like? Yeah. Yeah. I was suffering from imposter syndrome. Let me tell you, like, a, like a disclaimer, pot is not the answer. And weed is not the answer to cure uh, imposter syndrome. Uh, it's actually therapy. My therapist is giving me a lot of advices nowadays, like, do meditation, stay away from drugs, stop staring at my breast. Like, great advice. It's a good day to bomb, actually. Thanks. I was waiting for Uh, Indiana is a state. Indiana? Yeah. Maine? Arizona? Arizona? Oregon? <laughs> California? Georgia? Mississippi? Florida? Hawaii? Alaska? Yeah. So imposter syndrome, uh, uh, what like? Arkansas, Kansas, Alabama, Rhode Island, Connecticut, New Jersey, New Hampshire. Yeah. So depression and never mix jokes. That's the that's my <laughs> that's the thing. Gummy time now. Have a great weekend, guys, and thank you. GD, everyone. Yeah. Um, if you want to seem like a real American, you shouldn't know the states. Uh, if you ask any real American what the 50 states are, they might name six. So you're not, we're dumber than you. Seriously. Uh, your next comedian just walked in the room. Put your hands together for Raphael Wolfgang. Hey, crowd, get up again, get, get down. Oh, yo, what up? What up, everybody? How's it going? Woo! Cool, cool, cool. Uh, I feel like I have a weird look for comedy. Uh, I don't know. My, my look and, like, my personality don't really match. Like, I'm actually really nerdy. Like, I play chess, like, a lot. Like, I play online, literally online chess for, like, six hours a day. Someone told me the other day I look like I give chess players wet willies, right? Like, I just... You can see it, right? Um... Yeah, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big chess nerd. Uh, I like chess though. I like chess because chess is the only environment where bishops can't capture little kids. Did you guys know that? Did you guys know it's against the rules? Of chess doesn't happen. It's against the rules in real life too, but uh, it's impossible in chess. And it's really easy in real life. It's weird. It's weird how that we're both against the rules, but you know, there's a big difference. <laughs> uh, I was thinking about ghosts the other day. Thinking about ghosts. Um. I have this friend who keeps seeing ghosts in the mirror because he's ginger and he blends in with the mist. And uh, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's just you. Uh, no, my, my friend told me, uh, he told me that uh, one time when he was a kid, he saw a ghost on Halloween. I was like, wow, that's crazy. You're never gonna believe what I saw at the mall one Christmas. It's <laughs> all Santa, okay. Um, <clears throat> I don't trust those those small Santa people. I don't know if I'm like I don't know if I'm being too sensitive. Like maybe I'm just maybe I'm just too sensitive these days. But like, are, were we a little too chill about that profession? Are we a little too chill about making a profession out of having every kid in town sit on your lap 
and tell you what he, tell you his deepest desires, right? I like I all I only sat on Santa's I sat on Santa's lap uh, one time. <laughs> there was nothing funny about that. <laughs> well, yeah, I sat on Santa's lap one time because I was uh, immature for a high schooler and. Uh, it's weird because you you tell him exactly what you want. Like I I said to Santa one year, I was like, I have a really weird request, and he was like, What's that? And, he, and I was like, I want an Xbox 360. And he was like, Oh yeah. He looked at my mom. He's like, Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that's fine, right? That's not too, that's not too weird. I was like, Also, I need you to stop buying my mom vibrators every Christmas. I keep finding them every year. That's gross. It's disgusting. And he was like, Oh my god. How did you know I've been buying your mom vibrators every Christmas? That's crazy. <clears throat> Um, anyway, back to ghosts. Uh, I don't know if I believe in ghosts. Uh, ghosts are, I don't know, ghosts, I don't know if I believe in ghosts. I feel like if ghosts are real, they're just kind of pussies, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's the whole thing. I don't think they hurt anybody. I think they just die in a place, and then they kind of stay in that place, you know? They're all emo. That's why they look like they, they shop at Hot Topic. They wear dark clothes. They're like, mm, I don't want to go anywhere. Um, I don't know. If ghosts are real, I think they're just not dangerous. I think humans are way more dangerous. And I don't even know if I believe in ghosts. But this one time when I was a kid, I did have this weird experience where I saw this, this weird thing sneaking in my bedroom one time. And it was all scary and pale and white. Turns out it was Michael Jackson. Yeah. And let me tell you, that was way worse. That was way worse than a ghost. I wished it was a ghost. It was Michael Jackson. <laughs> That whole Michael Jackson thing was crazy because he was so talented, you know what I mean? Michael Jackson was so, like, because he might be the GOAT. Michael Jackson might be the greatest performer of all time. This guy figured out how to walk in reverse, never figured out how to walk away from little boys. Ain't that a bitch? I remember the first time I saw him moonwalk, I was like, wow, this guy can walk away from anything. <laughs> apparently not, apparently not, huh? All right, that's my time. You guys have been awesome. Keep going for your host. Ravio Wolfen, everyone. We've got. Thank you for returning. That we've got a couple comedians left. Uh, your next one it performs all the time at Alameda Comedy Club. Put your hands together for Emily Rudolph. Hey guys, that dog is fucking feisty. Uh, how's it going? Long time no see. I've been out of town. I'm trying to work on a few new jokes. Um, did you guys know that your the average smartphone right has more computing power than the computers that were used in the Apollo 11 moon landing? You knew that? You're super smart probably, so that's why. I didn't know that. I thought it was cool. Um, but it's crazy to me because like most of you guys, maybe not you specifically, but most people are using their phones to like take booty pics in public bathrooms and live stream to their OnlyFans. You know, and in Japan, robots are already doing the jobs of like receptionists and caretakers, right? It's crazy. And in the U.S., we've only scratched the surface of what's possible. But machines have already lightened the load for American men uh, since the introduction of the vibrator in approximately 1883. Uh, yeah, the only man who's responsible for more orgasms than uh, vibrators is the guy who invented vibrators. So, cool, this is going great. Uh, <laughs> when I bomb, I fully forget what's happening next because it <laughs> makes me so nervous. Um, okay, 
Blame the dog. Yeah, okay. It was definitely the dogs. I will say I don't uh, I don't understand sex machines though, you know, because you have to like really lean back and get all your bits and bobs at like the right angle. The one time I would really prefer a man is when his mouth is too busy to speak. You know, like news flash, men, we feel the same way about you that you feel about us. Yeah. You were mad at me for a second, Raphael, and then you chuckled. <laughs> so, yeah. Um and you know when something's working efficiently we call it a well-oiled machine for a reason like nobody's calling anything good a well-oiled man we don't want to see you guys covered in oil like shakira unless you're a firefighter on a calendar in my garage you know um i'm not a germaphobe but I i'm not sure about hot springs we've been thinking about going and i just don't think i want to pay like 300 dollars to marinate in a naturally occurring hpv cauldron seems strange <laughs> that guy back there goes, <laughs> have you gone to a hot spring? Yeah. Did you like it? Okay. Well, see, we're going to have to Google the reviews if we go. And uh, you guys know, obviously, since I'm sitting in a room full of men besides Pam, and Pam likes astrology, you guys are always roasting women for liking astrology, as do I, you know, Gemini up here. But men, men roast women for liking astrology when their top two hobbies, they'll tell their girlfriend, they'll be like, get a better hobby. You know what his top two hobbies are? Checking the stock market and getting bricked up on a Saturday while watching some guy in a cloak doing Roman action role play with paper mache characters on YouTube. Did I say on YouTube? That's it. That's all it is. Get a better fucking hobby, dude. That's the opposite of foreplay, okay? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> his his ghost joke is about me so it's okay <laughs> um yeah i did it was a real fucking ghost Raphael. yeah so that's all i'm saying and the last part of that joke is that i bought a roman empire tarot deck and guess who likes astrology now so that's not true you let me do a tarot reading on you um you guys like hairless cats? Yeah? You do. This guy does. Ew. Okay. Well, that's kind of how I feel. I watched my friend's hairless cats while she was out of town, you know? And I was going over there to check on them, and I'm like, I'm not a cat person. And uh, th that's the thing about hairless cats is like, you know, I, if ca normal cats are bad, but choosing to have a hairless cat is like having Gollum in your apartment. You know what I mean? Okay. This is all going really great tonight. Uh, I lost my train of thought because I bombed again. Okay, I love you guys. This has been fun. <laughs> Emily Rudolph. Dipping her hand to a bag of fuzzy, moist peaches. That's the other part of that joke. <laughs> You're like, I'm letting it go. Uh, all right. I, that was fun to watch the two of you fight with your jokes uh, at each other. That's, that's the most passive-aggressive way I've ever seen a relationship work itself out uh, in front of the whole audience of four people. Uh, your next comedian, New to the Room, put your hands together for Matt Andrews. Hey, oh, thank you. I don't know about hairless cats. I do like shaved pussy. Hey, oh, my name is Maddie Andrews, but <laughs> my pronouns are dad slash daddy. Pam, thank you so much for uh, putting on this room. I really appreciate you and, uh, and all you do with Mutiny Radio. Thank you. I really appreciate you. Um, the, uh, um, my name, I, uh, I'm visiting from uh, Las Vegas. Open mic is my uh, level of comedy and my new porn name. 
open mic. Open, whatever sex act the producer comes at me with, uh, open mic's like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll give it a shot. Why not? Uh, <laughs> when uh, when the dentist says, I'd like you to open wide, please, he says, oh, I see you've already done so. Because open mic's like, ah, he's open mic. It's my new porn name. My old porn name was Lukewarm. Lukewarm likes to set expectations medium right in the middle there. Uh, I am 50 years old, but I look 35, but I act 14. So I use distance glasses to ride my skateboard, but I use reading glasses to look at boobs on my phone. I have masturbated to braziers and brazers. A girl told me I look like an English teacher that she always wanted to get molested by. I said, that's just wrong. I look like the teacher by whom you want to be molested. By whom? You know, I've noticed that uh, when comedians talk about people who have died, they say the same thing a lot. They'll say, they would have loved these jokes. And uh, my dad died recently, and he would have loved all these jokes. He hated them when he was alive, but I just know that if he had pulled through, he would have changed his mind, started to like my comedy. Uh, yeah, I'm visiting from Nevada, and you know, uh, prostitution's legal down there, so I went shopping. Well, I wasn't shopping for experiences. I went shopping for clothes. Yeah, no, I wanted to buy a T-shirt. I wanted to buy a T-shirt that said, I went to the Bunny Ranch brothel, and all I got was this T-shirt. But they didn't have T-shirts, so I just got a hand job. Hey, do you guys think that Chewbacca has like a uh, like a like a regular dick or like a like a dog wiener? No opinions. Okay, that's good. <laughs> dog wiener. Okay, you thought it through. <laughs> okay, good. Married guys, try this. Send your wife a text out of the blue that says "send nudes." If she gets mad, you can just do what I did. Tell her that you intended it for somebody else and you sent to her by mistake. Well, you can whip through these jokes really fast if nobody <laughs> you get no reaction. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was my doctor said I was bipolar and I was really sad about it at first, but then later I was really sad about it again. But in between, I was really elated. That's how that works when you're, when you're bipolar; it goes up and down. We're working on some impressions. Would you guys like to hear an impression? I've had a couple of impressions. Yeah, impression. This uh, this first one. This is a guy I went to college with. Every time he would get upset, he would get high pitched. I went, to, I went to college with, he was high pissed when he was upset. <sighs> Yo, what the fuck are you saying to her? It was a guy I went to college with, he was high pissed when he was upset. <laughs> this next one, this is my wife asking me to help out around the house. Oh, you didn't do the dishes. That was my wife asking me to help out around the house. <laughs> hey, uh, you might not have enjoyed all these jokes. Um, but the, in the event that I live longer than you do, I'll say that you would have, because that's my policy when it comes to jokes. You know, after we lost my dad, um, I've decided that life is short, and I'm not going to wait for it. When those Instagram reels come up that say, wait for it, I just keep on scrolling. I don't got time for that shit. Thanks very much. I really appreciate your time. Put your hands together all the way from Las Vegas for Matt Andrew. Yay. And his one-liners. All right. Your next comedian has a dog. Put your hands together for Pryor. See how this works. Uh, this is Sunny D. She's my emotional support comedian. Gonna get more laughs tonight than I will, because I read. I um, I'm not a performer, so I'm gonna do the best I can here. Um, I like having thoughts and. They don't always come, but when they do, they're fun. Like the other morning, uh, I had one recently that came to me 
I like to make believe that Tom Cruise started getting into Mission Impossible, the franchise, as a second best, like a plan B kind of endeavor because uh, what he really wanted to do, what he wanted to audition for was the 007 James Bond franchise. Like, he even auditioned, but they wouldn't let him in because he's just too short and too gay to play James Bond. Like, the James Bond people said, it wouldn't be believable to make Tom Cruise the next James Bond because of his height and his flamboyant sexuality. <clears throat> so that explains Tom Cruise getting immersed in these Mission Impossible roles and getting all aggro during his, uh, his doing his own stunts and jumping off of buildings, breaking his ankle, or driving a motorcycle off of a cliff to make up for the fact that he didn't get uh, the, the 007 series. Well, I'll show them. And have you noticed that Tom Cruise's other movies are just one-offs of the, the whole Mission Impossible stunt movies? They're like ramp-ups. Edge of Tomorrow and Jack Reacher. Don't knock over the microphone, dog. Well, all right. Maybe those don't hold up because he's not as prolific as, let's say, Sean Connery or Pierce Brosnan or maybe Daniel Craig. Tom Cruise is, he's just gay. Like, what if James Bond and Tom Cruise were to meet? What would that be like? I think maybe it would be an intervention. Like Daniel Craig shows up to break the news to Tom Cruise. Dude, you're gay. And for a moment, Tom Cruise doesn't fight it. At this time, he, maybe instead of being all jacked up and aggro, we get a sensitive, blossoming flower of a man who, who really, his dream was just to feel seen. I mean, really feel seen for who he is. It's safe now. Now he can open up and like be himself, be who he really is. And maybe, maybe he leans in for a moment, for a kiss. That, that vulnerability extends his lips and Daniel Craig, he lets him. And they embrace and Daniel Craig pulls away and Tom Cruise comes away from the kiss all wet and vulnerable a weight has been lifted from his shoulders. And Daniel Craig, he seems unaffected, like, yeah. But Cruz goes, what's wrong? Maybe I, I thought we had something, we shared something. And Craig goes, no, you did, and, and I'm happy for you. And Cruz kind of hurt, he's like, but, but what about you? And Craig, in his own moment of admission, hi dog, well, man, I'm, I'm asexual. That's right. James Bond is asexual. All those times he bagged all those villainous ladies, it was for queen and country. And not because he was really into it. In fact, he played along as far as he could because he felt it was as if he had to. He felt pressured to have sex in each one of those movies because it was expected of him. Because all those thrill-seeking, age-defying men boys in the audience were depending on 007 to get it on so they could have their vicarious audience erections. Or, you know, for queen and country. But he never felt authentic about it. He was never really into it. He felt forced. I mean, come on. You try and fuck a woman named Pussy Galore. There's expectation in that fuck, man. You've got to be a conqueror to match that kind of lustiness, that energy. That is an obvious landmark kind of a fuck, but 007, he isn't into sex. Maybe he's up for a cuddle every now and again. 
All right, thanks. Prior, everyone, with an expose on 007. Yay. Um, Denise and Jared aren't here yet, so I'll just do four, and I do hope that Denise comes walking through the door. Or, uh, but Jared, I already texted him. I don't know what the fuck's up with him. Uh, okay, I'm going to do jokes. They've got to come fast, otherwise we're closing it up. Uh, you're not under 30, so you know how to give a compliment. Do you know any 30-year-olds who can give a... You're under 30. Does he know how to give a compliment? Raphael, you're under 30, right? Yeah. Do you know how to give a compliment? Men under 30 can't... They don't... They can't do it. Uh, the, their idea of a compliment uh, is, I see you. You're a real one. Oh, you're going to affirm my corporeal existence? Thank you, guy under 30. No, I live in the Tenderloin, and that's where they know how to give a fucking compliment. A guy yelled at me from across the street. Girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. That's a compliment. That's a well-formed compliment. Another gentleman in a supine position looked up at me from the street and said, you look radiant. That's a compliment. I try not to wear skirts in the tenderloin because I get unwanted attention. A gentleman sauntered up to me and he said, hey, I like your skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? My God, sir, you are catcalling. This is not a compliment. You are catcalling and that's gross. You've crossed a line that is so Gross. Like, why do you want to smell that dude's jizz, bro? That is on you. Ideally, it's on me. I'm so lonely I masturbate to podcasts. That's the truth. Like to hear the voices. It's sad. It's a sad and lonely life for Pam Benjamin. I, I've gotten so needy. Have you seen the new hiring practices of the SFPD? Have you noticed this? They are only hiring cute cops. Little short, but cute in the face. Or I'm losing it. <laughs> but I walked up to a gaggle of these little guys in the Civic Center and I said, hey, I hope the SFPD makes a calendar and they put you in it. And I winked. And the cop smiled. How many lives did I save? Happy cops don't shoot people. I'm using my white lady privilege for good. Clear ass a cop, make a difference. Finally, you can make a difference. I can make a difference. Cool. You know who's always really good looking? EMTs, firemen. Very hot. And I think I know why. Because when you're dying and you look up, you want to have a reason to live. <laughs> like I want to make out with this hot fireman. I think they call it mouth to mouth, but I'll take what I can get. Again, very, very lonely. So I've never been on a dating site. I was thinking about joining our time, which is for people 50 and over, and I'm gonna catfish in the wrong direction. Like I'm gonna lie, there she is. I'm gonna lie so that I can be on our time because it's for people 50 and up and I'm only 49. You could get on it. You're married, you're fine, you're happy. You could still get on our time. You should get on Ashley Madison. I heard about that one, wink, wink. Anyway, so I've never been on a dating site. 
meet people in the wild. And so I was outside of a bar smoking, looking for hot guys and a fire truck rolled up and out of it spilled 10 gorgeous men in costume. One of them had an ax and they ran up into a building to save someone from an opiate overdose. Came right back down because that person was clearly dead. San Francisco, don't, <laughs> don't be scared. You know it's true. And I, this fireman was cute, so I was brave and I waved at him. And he waved back. So I, I gave him a little shoulder and a little wiggle. And he rang the bell. Ring-a-ding. We were vibing. But I'm so stupid because I didn't take down the number of the truck. So how am I ever going to find this gorgeous fireman again? So my plan, I'm going to go back to the same bar on the same day. And I'm going to pay a questionably housed man 20 bucks to start a garbage can fire. And then, woo, 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 woo. See, that's my personal version of Tinder. Long way for wordplay, but you sort of came with me. All right, your last comedian of the night. Put your hands together for Denise Lee. Um, I've... Uh, I've had I've had a weird day. Uh, I went to the DMV this morning because I wanted to build character. I was I was having too good of a too good of a day. I was like, all right, let's let's get humbled. Uh, but also, I had to renew my driver's license, and the DMV has changed a lot. Like since I last went, like they're trying to get better. Like they're starting from rock bottom, so like it's not a lot, but you know, they're doing their best, so that's good. Uh, but inside the DMV, they have like all these TV screens now that kind of like go through like a slideshow of stuff you need to have with you at the DMV, like like proof of residency, proof of identity, like mental fortitude, that kind of thing. Uh, they really prepared you, though, because like on the TV, like every few minutes, they would flash like a funeral service advertisement. Like they kind of knew you were going to die waiting for your turn. Um, but but the, the spirits were surprisingly high at the DMV. Like the DMV employees were like cracking jokes with each other. Visitors were like thanking the DMV employees for helping them. Everyone was smiling. And I was like, man, the DMV gets way too much hate. And I was like, the world is a beautiful place. And then it came to my turn. And I didn't even feel like I waited that long because like time really flies when you're watching funeral service advertisements. And there, there was, and then I got to the counter, and then the lady looked at all my stuff, and she was like, "Oh, there's a problem. You only have two of the three required documents to renew your license." And I was like, "Well, the website only said I needed two documents." And she's like, "Oh yeah, the website is wrong. We forgot to update it, so you can't get your driver's license today. You have to come back." And I was like, respectfully. Fuck the DMV, okay? I take back all the nice things I said about it. I hate that place. I, uh, I've been, I, I recently started running. I recently completed my first half marathon. It was technically five years ago, but I like to talk about it because I probably won't do it again. Um, but but it, was, it was this life-changing experience because I like ran this entire half marathon and at the finish line, I experienced my first runner's high where I was like, running is better than drugs. And then I had this epiphany. I was like, I need to do more drugs. Okay. I was like, I don't know what I've been doing, but they've been the wrong ones. Like I had to run 13 miles to feel at peace with myself. That's insane, okay? 
I'm pretty sure drugs are safer than running anyway. Like weed has never given me plantar fasciitis. Like I've never had to stretch before like hitting a joint, you know. So it's nice. I uh my my best friend Julia recently convinced me to take a pole dancing workout class. She was like, Denise, pole dancing is great for increasing your low self-esteem. And I thought that was a really nice and helpful thing for her to say. Except I had never told her I had low self-esteem. You know, I was like, where did this come from? I was like, what tipped you off? Was it my posture? <laughs> I don't know. Well, I took this pole dancing class and it did really increase my confidence. Like increase my confidence so much I was like, I should I should make a career pivot. I I should I should do professional pole dancing. Like you get to you get compliments and paid. Like that's pretty cool. But uh but it was it was weird because like after the class I went up to the teacher and I asked how I did and then all she said was it really took courage to do what you did tonight. And I'm like you could have just said I did bad. <laughs> Like, I, I know that, like, I don't have the vibe of, like, a typical pole dancer, but I think, like, I'd be the type of pole dancer at the strip club that could get men really excited to go home and provide for their families, okay? Like, I'm not at the strip club to entertain. I'm there to make you question your life choices. I just imagine, like, how the whole scene would play out. They would be like, I hope you enjoyed Sapphire, because coming up to the stage next is Regret. Okay, thank you so much. Put your hands together for Regret Lee. Uh, pole dancing at the Condor near you. Uh, uh, great. Thank you guys for being here. That's it. I knew we'd get out before 640. Uh, Monday, we're back with Joke Workshop, and starting in January, it will be moving to Galleria Rama. So check that out. Thanks for being here. Bye. Get down. Late 911, with the late crown? Get up and get, get, get down. 911 is joking your town. Get up and get, get. La, 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 la. It's not the way you kiss that tears me apart. But oh, many, many, many nights go by.
baby, it's you. Baby, it's you. Yeah. 
things and I'm in it. See you 
against wrong.
Who is this superhero? Sarge? No! Rosemary, the telephone operator? No, I'm man! Henry, the mild-mannered janitor?
chickens I raised. How about a leg? I don't need no chicken leg. I got two legs in my own. <laughs> the bread. Did somebody get bread? The bread's over here. I'll get the bread. Oh, yeah. Why, get... why don't you make a, make a run of this? White bread? Yeah, if, if you can find some black, find some black. <laughs> I have now made you a believer. I listen to your program every week. What do you think, Mr. I'm sure a believer? Well, no, like, you know, that's he's really first started, more or less. You know, like, if it wasn't for him, we'd be back listening to Beethoven.
Those local kids who made it big, the Dead Kennedys. Mutiny Radio is what you got going, and if you got some money, honey, we need it just like Lightning Hopkins. So click us some dough, and we know you know. Also, thanks to Sean, Bughouse Sean, for fixing turntables. We've got two channels, two tables. Let's go. You know I get that woman all my money, baby. 
She's taking that money right out of my hand I give all my money That's why I think about what she's gonna do She's taking that money right out of my hand But that woman taking my money, boy She gives that money to another man But when a man get down and out Don't nobody want him around When a man get down and out Don't nobody want him around He just like a lost sheep from the drove Running around in an old ghost town If I could only call back 20 year old friends I'd tell you what I would do I'd go get me four women, boy I'd bring one of them home to you But there ain't got the one I can't take care of When the world I'm pulled, that ain't gonna do Call her one time Had a horselum, there was a man who had a horselum down in Demerara. Now that poor horsey 
Broke a leg of lamb, broke a leg of lamb, broke a leg of lamb, that poor horsey. Broke a leg of lamb down in Demerara. Now that poor man, he sent for the doctor.